What's going on everyone and welcome back to Chargers Lately. We are officially, as I'm taping this, I want to say it's about 28 hours until kickoff for the Texans Chiefs game, which is officially the first NFL game of the 2020 season. I can't believe we made it. If you would have asked me, you know, four or five months ago, I couldn't give you a straight answer about whether or not there was going to be an NFL season. I just thought, you know, in a year with so much uncertainty, the safe bet was to say, no, there probably wasn't wasn't going to be an NFL season. But here we are. And I cannot believe it. Uh, it's hard to sit still, man. I've missed football so much, and I'm sure most of you have as well. And then after tomorrow night, you know, it's another three days. And then the Chargers take the field for the first time in 2020 against the Bengals. That in and of itself is a whole different subject that I cannot wait for, obviously more so than the game uh, tomorrow night. But we're back. We're back with Chargers lately. And today's show, guys, we're going to talk about uh, Hard Knocks as a whole. I haven't done any, you know, podcast reviews. I've done, you know, I've written about uh, the first four episodes of um, Hard Knocks, but I haven't done any of these. We're just going to talk about the series, my my thoughts, overarching thoughts, my, my thoughts on the finale, and, and give you guys an idea about that. And then we're going to go over the Chargers captains that were actually just announced, um, again, as of this taping, probably about 30 minutes ago, 40 minutes ago. Um, a few surprises, a few notable surprises um, there. There's five of them this year. Some teams have done six, seven. I've seen, I think I've seen some teams do eight. But uh, Chargers stick with five. I believe these are probably the permanent captains. While there will be, uh, you know, probably a special teams captain or another one uh, named each week. So um, expect some different ones um, get with each week, like I said. All right, hard knocks. Ah, uh, guys, I'll tell you what. I I thoroughly enjoyed hard knocks. Um, it was my first time actually watching the season start to finish. Um, didn't have an interest when, when the Chargers or a, a team I really didn't care too much about was on it, but I liked it. And even in a season where they split the spotlight with the Rams, I thought it was really enjoyable. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, I thought episodes one through four were, were much better than episode five, the series finale last night. I thought they did such a good job of highlighting not only the rookies, uh, some of the notable rookies for the Chargers, but they did a good job of of fitting in the personalities of, of the Chargers veterans and the guys who, who I guess we all have come to to love and enjoy hearing mic'd up, you know, on a week to week basis. But uh, then the finale came, and the finale was just, you know, I don't know what else to call it besides underwhelming. Um, I'm not going to talk about the Rams or anything. I thought the Chargers were much better portrayed than the Rams were. I thought the Rams were actually kind of boring, if we're being totally honest. So I think, you know, we won that fight for L.A. But I thought the Chargers, in general, were, were portrayed and highlighted in appealing ways. You know, I thought um, if people watched it who weren't a fan of either team, they probably came away with um, some form of a pseudo-fandom for Anthony Lynn and his players. I, I truly believe that. Um but the finale was, it was tough, man. I'll, t I'll tell you what, it, as enjoyable as I thought the series was, the finale was tough because obviously we knew that they were going to show the Derwin James injury. And instead of hearing about it through Twitter or he said, she said, or whatever, we got to experience the Derwin James injury as if we were on the sideline with the coaches. 
almost in real time, right? We got to feel like what it was, you know, to be coach, you know, Phil McGowan, the wide receivers coach, to be Ingram saying aloud, it's just a cramp. Please say it's a cramp. I mean, essentially trying to speak it into existence that the injury just wasn't that bad. And I'll tell you what, it didn't help that the the producers of HBO did like a small highlight tape for Derwin James beforehand before showing his injury. And I'm like, come on. Don't kick a man while he's down. Don't hype up Derwin James like he was going to play, you know, the whole 16 games and then show the injury, right? It's I think that was tough. I think they could have done it a different way, but it got the point across of how important and how just heart-wrenching the loss is of Derwin for the season. It was tough, man. Um, and, and then the cuts for you know the rookies and the undrafted players, uh, it wasn't too easy either. And I'll tell you what, the silver lining for me was just how well Anthony Lynn handled those conversations, especially the guys that they show with Darius Bradwell, uh, Braden Fajoko. Like It wasn't just the same old blowing smoke up your ass, we enjoyed you, we liked your personality, you still did a good job regardless of us cutting you sort of thing that I thought Sean McVay was doing. Anthony Lynn, you know, said the things he needed to say, but at the same time, he, he put in that little extra effort. Uh, the little bit that shows you that a guy or just a person in general actually cares. You know, everyone can put on a facade. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you. You were the greatest X, Y, Z, the generic statements. But Anthony Lynn set these guys down and essentially just said, you know, thank you. Here's where I thought you did a great job. Now here's me showing how much I actually care, which is how can I help you? Asking those questions back to the players and then giving them actual feedback. Again, not recycled garbage. For for Darius, you know, it was we need to capitalize on the type of body that you have as a running back. You are not going to be a scat back. You are not going to be a guy who makes a million cuts, uh, you know, before he gets to the line of scrimmage. You are a F-150 and sometimes a 250, right? When he was 250 plus pounds. You got to run like the running back that you are. You don't see Derrick Henry making a bunch of jukes and jives and stuff trying to avoid contact. That guy accepts contact. And that's the way that Darius Bradwell is going to succeed in the NFL. And I thought it was great that he said, you know, we're going to sit down and watch film of running backs that you remind me of. Because Anthony Lynn knows a thing or two about good running backs. He played with a good one in Terrell Davis uh, in Denver. And I, I just think that would mean so much to me if I was a player talking with Anthony Lynn. Even though I was getting cut... You know, practice squad's huge. It still means you have a paycheck for uh, the time being. But to, to have him sit down and say, I want to help you and here's how I'm going to help you, I think that just speaks volumes about the person that Anthony Lynn is um, and just what he, I mean, can do and be for for these players and especially these young guys trying to, to find their way. Um, I thought the climb, like what, I think the ending should have been more climactic. I thought there should have been maybe a crescendo of sorts. But again, I thought that kind of just ended. Um, so even after everything, all the great it did through the the, the season, um, I thought the, the, the finale was just very anticlimactic. And um, I think maybe some more missed opportunities as well that could have highlighted other players. Again, with it being a split season between two teams, instead of focusing on the same handful of players, I would have loved to see more personalities. But maybe there's you know some behind-the-scenes decisions that led to to those things happening. Um, I you know maybe that's the case. Maybe I'm just wrong and I should stop uh, whining about it. But I would have liked to just see more personalities. Let's put it that way. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, all right, so that's Hard Knocks. It's come and gone um, with the end of Hard Knocks. means the football season's here, so um, we're not going to stay too down about that. Moving on to captains. So before Anthony Lynn, Shane Steichen, Tyrod Taylor and Hunter Henry met with the media today. Again, this is Wednesday. Um, I believe I'm going to post this Wednesday anyway. I don't know why I'm saying that. But uh, they announced the team captains. Again, there were five of them. And your 2020 Chargers captains for the season are cornerback Casey Hayward, tight end Hunter Henry, defensive end Melvin Ingram, center Mike Pouncey, and quarterback Tyrod Taylor. Now, first impressions. I was actually, and the funny thing is, I was writing an article about my predictions for the Chargers captains literally as they announced them. So obviously I had to scrap that whole thing. Um, they were not, uh, some of the, some of them were different. You know, I, I had to scrap it regardless. Um, it would have looked bad because I was going to guess quite a few different people. Um, my predictions were going to be, I, I was going to guess Ingram and Pouncey because they were captains last season. Um, Ingram, I think has been a captain for a couple years now, unless last year was his first one and I'm mistaken, but Pouncey's obviously first year. Uh, he was a captain actually since he was signed, uh, before the 2018 season. So I knew he was going to be there as well. I thought defensively joining Ingram was at least going to be Linval Joseph. I just thought, you know, again, this is, here's a presence of a guy that, you know, many of the, the players on the team, especially those within his position group, uh, I've spoken so highly of. And I was like, there's just no way he's not a captain. Um, unfortunately, he was not. And it's just going to be Ingram and Casey Hayward on uh, captains for the defense. While offensively, um, I guess I could have guessed Tyrod Taylor. You know, he is a starting quarterback. Regardless if it's a sure thing that he's going to be the starter for all 16 games this season, you just kind of knew he was probably going to be one of those captains. He joins Pouncey and then tight end Hunter Henry. That's probably the most surprising of the bunch. And it's not because I don't think he's, you know, enough of a leader, one of their best players, or any of that stuff. Like, he is one of their best players and he has grown into a leader role on this team. But I would have totally thought that maybe Brian Bulaga, but I guess they already have an offensive lineman. Um, I would have thought Keenan Allen just got paid. Um, and he just seems like, you know, without Phillip Rivers, he seemed like the next best bet to be a captain on the offense. And heck, even Austin Eckler, you know, he's now the number one running back. He's taken on a much more of a leadership role as well. Those would have been my guesses, I guess, uh, before Henry. But here he is, Hunter Henry. You know, I think it's great. I think it's great to see a tight end get this job because, you know, stereotypically, I don't even know if that's the right word here, but like tight ends usually aren't captains, you know, unless you're a George Kittle who is insane and has the personality he does and, and loves to lead, you know, by example, as well as, you know, being out in front of the pack. Um, there's him, you know, Travis Kelsey. I'm not sure if he's been a captain for the Chiefs at all. Zach Ertz might have been a captain for the Eagles, but 
I just think it's a rare thing. Uh, if you're not like a, a, a real veteran at the position either, guys like Delaney Walker, um, Greg Olson, those are the guys that come to mind in terms of tight ends who you could see as captains for their team, but not a guy going into his fifth year who has missed uh, 20 games in his past two seasons and has yet to play a full 16-game slate. Um, just a lot of those things to me would have kept Hunter Henry away uh, from being a captain this year or just anytime soon, but Again, that just speaks volumes and volumes about the kind of person and player he has grown in uh, for the Chargers. And lastly, before we wrap this episode up, I want to touch on all the most recent injury updates that we've gotten uh, to players like Williams, Jackson, and Pouncey. And, and starting off with Mike Williams. Now, this was a guy who the coaching staff kind of prepared us to not have Williams in week one and maybe even week two, right? He sprained his shoulder. They said things like, you know, he has the mindset to play, but it didn't really feel like he was probably going to get the green light to go ahead and play on, on Sunday. But as of today, again, Wednesday, um, Mike Williams was at practice participating in individual drills in uh, just a helmet. But the video posted by Daniel Popper on his Twitter, again, from The Athletic, uh, Williams is seen doing a, he's just running like a goal line fade sort of thing, and he makes a great catch. Uh, the ball over his shoulder, but he, he makes this really herky-jerky movement with his hands, brings them up and around his head to obviously corral the pass. And I look at this and I go, you know, as a former, again, tight end myself who caught a lot of passes, if my shoulder was really bothering me, I don't think I would have been able to make that type of catch, right? You know, that's a lot of uh, jerking motion and using your shoulders to make that happen. And so this is a big sign for me. I think this is a, a big green light potentially for Williams to play on Sunday. But I guess that depends if the coaching staff wants to force him out there or make sure he's healthy. You know, err on the side of caution. Maybe he does sit out a week to make sure that that's all wrapped up and as close to 100% as possible with obviously this season being here. Um, I really don't know on that one. Um, that's going to be up in the air until we get closer to Sunday. Justin Jackson is also practicing. Uh, I believe it was the end of last week or beginning of this week. Anthony Lynn said that he is fine and he will run around this week. And it looks like he is doing just that. He was dealing with a toe injury, but it doesn't look like to be as bad as, again, we've all come to assume that Justin Jackson's injuries are. And then finally, center Mike Pouncey wasn't on the field today. And his injury has been undisclosed for the last week. The coaches have said, though, that it is unrelated to his neck injury that cost him, you know, the majority of the season last year. So that's good news, but it's still not obviously great news that he's out, right? If Mike Pouncey misses this game, uh, Dan Feeney is going to step in at center. Forrest Lamp is going to start at left guard. And for me, everything's going to be right in the world because you know how big of a Forrest Lamp fan I am. And hopefully, again, Lamp is able to play the game and stay healthy and hopefully do a good job at the same time. But that is your uh, latest updates on the injuries right now. I will do another podcast later this week, either Friday or Saturday, kind of as a game preview episode. And we'll discuss um, you know, any further updates that we get on those players. With that being said, guys, hope you enjoyed the first episode back after a long little sabbatical. It was nice to kind of get away. For those of you who don't know, I also cover the Padres for... Um, SB Nation, you can find my work about the Padres at gaslampball.com. So obviously my time is split between a couple different teams, but the Chargers are far and away the number one priority, and that is why the podcast just had to come back in time for the 2020 season. 
Uh, if you guys haven't followed me on Twitter yet, my handle is at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. And all my work is at BoltsFromTheBlue.com. If you're listening to this podcast on the website, then you already know my work, and I can't thank you enough for all the love and support. If you found this on a social media page, go on over to, again, BoltsFromTheBlue.com. Check out all my work. Come be a part of the community that we have growing there. And that is it, everyone. Uh, again, appreciate all the love and support. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. It's going to be great. Texans, Chiefs, you know, hopefully the Chiefs start 0-1 and, and Deshaun is able to, to get that W over Mahomes. I think those two are, are going to be future rivals for their careers. And it's just overall going to be a great game. So enjoy, guys. I'll talk to you later this week. 